Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Alan Moore and you're listening to Gaelic Games Europe's twice-weekly podcast, This Sunday's Game. A very warm welcome to This Sunday's Game as counties back home in Ireland face being banned from competition for breaching training restrictions. We're going to focus on matters European. We're going to speak with GGE's coaching officer, Alexander San Martín Costa, down in Galicia. We're going to ask just how tough it is to manage coaching sessions for coaches across an entire continent, not to mention the COVID restrictions. And we're also going to ask about the growth of GAA in Galicia. Right, but first, a bit of news. Crow Park has threatened to sanction players, officials, or even counties who come back to collective county training before September 14th. Now, two of the main voices who raised concerns, of course, were Offaly's Michael Dignan and Leisha's Eddie Brennan. Paul Flynn from the GPA, he answered back that it's not the GPA's responsibility to make sure the players are not guilty of breaking rules. As he said, it's the same in every county right up and down the country. It's important that Crow Park works with county boards to understand if these sessions are occurring and to remedy it, to make sure it's not been the case. Now, he went on to say that a player being called up by Jim Gavin would be under pressure to go and train. Now, he went on to say, and muddying the water slightly, that yes, we're saying as a player's body that players shouldn't be playing with their counties prior to the 14th September date, unless they're finished their club activities. However, we need that support from the county boards to work with the county managers. On that point, Colm O'Rourke, who of course led the screams to return back to all sorts of training, was very, very ready to pick a fight with Flynn. Ex-Me player O'Rourke, in response to that statement from the GPA head, said that Paul Flynn is a reasonable man, but all he had to do was just say, only train with your clubs. Instead of that, they sent out this contradictory statement only train with your clubs, but if there's county teams training, they should be insured. It was a black and white situation. I feel sorry for Paul Flynn, though. He is trying to defend the indefensible here. Despite making history on the double, New York GAA will not be taking part in the All-Ireland Football Series this year. Of course, Larry McCarthy will take over as president of the GAA and Joan Henshi is the first female chairperson of the New York GAA board and they have some real COVID-related issues to face. Now, of course, New York has long been seen as a cash cow for Irish counties looking to raise funds and cash in on the backs of emigrants. However, Joan said that they need to be given a bit of time and space by counties and organizations to get through this period. She said that I'd respectfully ask that counties would refrain from fundraising here for the foreseeable future. To give New York GAA its members, supporters, and our businesses chance to recover financially. With Bayern Munich crushing Bayer Leverkusen 4-2 to win a record 20th German Cup, other records were broken in Italy. With Juve closing in on the Serie A title, Cristiano Ronaldo finally scored a free kick for Juventus from his 43rd attempt and he also became the first player to score 25 Serie A goals in a season for the club since 1961. And during the same match, Gianluigi Buffon, the goalkeeper, 40 years of age, had his 648th Italian top flight appearance, which took him past Paolo Maldini's previous record. 
And finally, to America. And on this 4th of July weekend, President Donald Trump used his platform to slam the GAA for excluding his hometown club, New York, from the All-Ireland Football Series. Speaking on Friday at Mount Rushmore, he said that he would be appointing son-in-law Jared Kushner to head a committee to investigate as to how this injustice has taken place. And speaking of injustice, the Cleveland Indians and Washington Redskins are both being forced to look at their logos and names. Of course, the Indians said that they will embrace their responsibility to advance social justice and equality. Meanwhile, the loss of a major sponsor has forced the Redskins to finally review their name, saying that they wanted to make a positive impact on their community. And now we head down to Galicia to speak with a man called Hanno. I am delighted to welcome onto this Sunday's game, the man tasked with almost an impossible task of developing coaching and coaches around Europe. This, of course, is a coaching officer for Gaelic Games Europe, Alexandre San Martin Costa, also known as Alex or Hanno. And of course, he's also the head coach for the men's team of Estrella Vermeja uh, in Compostela. Did I say all that right, Alexandre? Oh, hi. Uh, hello, Adam. Uh, how's it going? Yes, you said it's right. Alex, uh, I want to ask you straight away, um, how is the state of coaching in Gaelic Games in Europe at the moment, in your, in your opinion? Well, uh, right now, uh, we count with eight uh, coach educators. They are well prepared and we deliver the, the foundation and the War One courses of, of Europe. So we, we have a, a good team, uh, well prepared for delivering courses, workshops and all kinds of uh, courses. Um, do you find that it's almost a little bit easier now that we're, we're becoming used to online courses? Um, do you think it's that the future? Or still, physical in-person coaching will always be number one? Well, with this uh, situation, with the COVID situation, I think uh, that uh, we can uh, learn a few things, like the online uh, courses and the webinars. I think uh, they are quite useful. But anyway, uh, the, the, the personal courses, uh, are always much better for continuing learning the, the game. So I would say that in the future we could uh, use both. How did you get involved in Gaelic games? Well, my, my story is quite uh, peculiar because uh, I was uh, involved by, by chance in the organization of the first uh, Galician football match. So the Galician team is like something similar to a county team in Ireland. Uh, a little bit different, but uh, for uh, understanding. So I was by chance uh, involved in that organization. So I love the, 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 the game. So it is how, how it started. I, I returned uh, home. So I gathered a few friends. My friends uh, played soccer. So I asked them if they want to uh, play Gaelic football. So you uh, can imagine uh, their faces when I asked this. So they, they asked me, what's that? Uh, so I said, well, it's something similar to soccer. You know, it's not like that. But that's what, what I, I told them. But you can also play with your hands. 
<laughs> so they say, wow, uh, let's try it. So we take a few uh, YouTube videos. So after that, we, we, do, we did a, a training session and we created the Gaelic uh, club in my, in my city, in Santiago de Compostela. So it, it, it was how it started. Santiago de Compostela is famous, of course, because of the pilgrimage for St. James. Is that correct? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, every year, uh, thousands of pilgrims uh, come to my city walking because uh, according to the legend, the St. James is buried here. Is the legend true or is it just a legend? Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. We, we're supposed to say that uh, he is, but uh, who knows? It, it's always something that is interesting for me, like say in Fatima in Portugal and in Medjugorje in Bosnia and Nock in Ireland. There's all these apparitions and they're now kind of sites for pilgrimage. And the same in, in Santiago de Compostela. And I think that the one thing that all of them have in common is rain. So it's quite wet in oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, sometimes when, we, when, when you speak with someone about Spain, they all think about the, the Spain is all sun and bullfights and all that stuff. And it isn't because in the north of Spain it's greener than the south, and here it rains a lot. Uh, like in England, you say the raining cats and dogs. You say <laughs> right? It's like an expression. Yes, it is like like this. So in terms of the weather, we are uh, quite similar to to Ireland. Okay, that, that, that's that's a help. Justin, um, do you have bullfighting up in Galicia? No, we, we, we haven't. Uh, only there was in Pontevedra. Pontevedra is a small city in Galicia, but it's not, it's not common here. The Galicians uh, don't like bullfights, so we don't have it. It's, mm, the bullfights are more in, in Madrid, in the Mediterranean area, and most and mainly in Andalusia, in the south of Spain. But in the north, it's not, uh, not uh, normal. It's not uh, easy to, to see the, the bullfights. Maybe work in some bullfighting into Gaelic games, you know, into hurling or football. <laughs> It'd be an interesting <laughs> Now on to something, kind of a, a main question. A lot of coaching officers I've spoken with in Ireland, for example, in Laos, they have a number of coaching officers for one small county. And they complain that it's, it's so much hard work. How hard is your work? You have over 90 clubs, 20-odd countries, and an entire continent from Vladivostok to Vigo to cover. How do you do it? Well, if I have to be honest, uh, last year I was the football officer. So this is my first year as a coaching officer. The situation with the COVID, uh, the virus uh, situation, uh, all changed. Uh, if I have to be honest, uh, I don't find it uh, difficult because I got uh, a team of eight uh, coach uh, educators. They helped me. So we organized the courses, the workshops. So I didn't, so far, I, I didn't find this, this role uh, difficult. Uh, well, sometimes you have to deal with the distance because uh, every, every club is, uh, or every coach educator 
is in, in a different country, but uh, apart from that, um, so far, so good. I'm happy to, to do this to, to do this job and to take this role. It's great to see it because, again, it's something that a lot of people in Ireland don't quite understand. If you look at the very important positions within uh, Gaelic Games Europe, the cultural officer is Swiss. Coaching officer is uh, you know, Spanish, Galician. The hurling officer is German. That's very, very good for Gaelic Games, especially in Europe, that we were so inclusive and also that you are able to, you know, get things across easier to people in, in different countries rather than, say, just a, an Irish person trying to... Yes, for example, in Galicia, uh, right now, we count with uh, almost 400 players. Um, all of them are natives. In France, there are a lot of natives. Uh, in Germany, the same. So I think uh, that is very good uh, to, to get involved the natives in the game because also they represent their community and their roots. So I think it's, it's something that uh, we have to, to deal with, um, to take into consideration. Um, we have to try to get more and more natives on, on the game. Also, Irish people are very, very, very welcome and we, we love them. They help us a lot with the trainings, with the first steps. But we also need natives, so it's something magnificent no? to, to count with native people involved in the, in the game. Do you think it's important um, to get more native-born coaches involved? Because there is still kind of a, a little bit more on the Irish side in terms of coaching overall in Europe. Yes, I think that's, uh, that's a good point, uh, what you just said. Is that uh, it's, it's a thing that we are trying to do in uh, the future, to try to, to get uh, native coaches. So it's, it's why we are doing these, these courses, these webinars. And even we have a few projects about uh, sending some coaches to Ireland. For example, I was last, last year doing the Award 2 course with Ulster GAA. It was a, a great experience. So after doing that, I thought that uh, it would be good that uh, more coaches of Europe had uh, the same experience that I had in, in Ireland because you learn a lot. So I think that we should uh, continue that way and to continue uh, promoting the game, the natives as well as uh, coaches. Do you think that you know, Crow Park would have a big win, for example, we're linked with Leinster, if they took a number of coaches every single year over, put them into some place and just coached them, would that really help Gaelic Games in Europe to uh, speed forward? Of course, uh, of course. I think that's, uh, that's very, very, very important. If we can get that uh, for the future, it uh, will help us a lot um, because sometimes we, we, we find difficulties um, finding uh, well resources and I think it's also a way for learning the game and, and learning what is the, the game no? so for us it will be very important to get as much help as we uh, can from from Grow Park and from Leicester. 
there is this saying, Arrigo Sacchi, the former Italian coach, said it, that you don't need to have been a horse to be a jockey. Now, what he meant was that you don't have to have been a top soccer player to be a soccer coach. Do you think that there is maybe a little bit of snobbery um, that people think, oh, you're a foreigner, you don't understand Gaelic games? Or in Ireland, for example, nobody even thinks of that. We, we have several examples. For example, in soccer, uh, Jose Mourinho, he played but in a low level. And we have more, more examples. I think it's not necessary to be a, a good player for being a good coach because uh, coaching is, is different what many people think it is because there is this psychological part which is dealing with players and there are other areas you, you can do it uh, better than a good player. So I think it's not necessary. Sometimes if we talk about the the technique or we talk about special uh, areas well if you were a good player in the past probably you will do it uh, better but it's not necessary i don't think so anyway uh, what you have to be is is is, uh, is to do uh, as, as better as you can you know you have to do all put your all your efforts on in that and and try to do your best. I want to ask you first about your nickname, uh, Hano, but <laughs> I, I, I will in a moment, but I, I want to ask you first uh, your plan for the rest of the year and what, what you see, you know, once things start to lift, what are your plans until the end of this year and say starting into next year for, for developing coaching in Europe? Well, first we have to see how the situation progresses. Uh, we have to see uh, how the virus uh, if it is going to affect us in the in the next month. And then we will see. Uh, we would like to have a, a few small tournaments or at least to organize a few trainings with our clubs. Uh, but the situation is quite complicated because because nobody knows how it's going to 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 progress. So hopefully in the future we could organize. A, at least a few games in our areas in Galicia or or in Brittany or in you know in Benelux to organize a few games because it is uh, very important to continue uh, playing the game. Um, according with my role and my position, we we delivered a few webinars last month with Leinster together with Leinster a few webinars online webinars. And if the situation clears up in the next months, uh, we would like to organize a few courses like the Foundation or the Award One. Uh, but uh, we have to, to see how it progresses. You know? So we, we have to be patient and, and wait. But hopefully we can do something. Okay. Now, before I let you go, I'm going to just bring back something we spoke about before we come on air. And it's that, of course, that you're, you're a mix of uh, Spanish-Portuguese, so you're a true Iberian, uh, with your family name Costa, <laughs> yes. you told me. But I want to ask you, Hano, um, where does that come from? Because you kept saying to me, Hamon, Hamon. And I know Hamon is dried ham. Hano <laughs> doesn't come from, from dried ham. So where does it come from? Well, I think Hano comes from Alejandro, which is uh, the Spanish name. O sea, my, the, the Spanish name is Alejandro, like the, 
the famous song, uh, I think it was Lady Gaga. I think yes, uh, a few years ago, he had a famous song with the name Alejandro, no? Uh, well, in Galician and in Portuguese, the translation is Alexandre, which is my, my name. Um, I think Hano uh, is like a short name of Alejandro. I think so. Uh, when I was a child, they started to, in the family, they started to, to call me Hano, 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 Hano. Um, it was like, like this. So, you know, it's a, a kind of name that they, you never know where, where it came, but they all everybody calls you like that. But it's, it's fine. But so we have an exclusive now. So basically, I'm, I'm want to find out. So has Lady Gaga named her song after you, or you're named after her song? <laughs> I think it was after me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexander Samardin Costa, thank you so much for your time today, and the very best of luck and continued success with the coaching because you're, you're doing a terrific job in Europe, and uh, we're all behind you. Okay, thank you very much. Um, well, sorry because uh, English is is not my native language, so sometimes uh, I have to deal with it and I have to improve it. Well, I did my my best, and thanks to you and and congratulations because the podcasts are are really uh, amazing. Thank you, Alan. Listen, thank you, and uh, trust me, your English is an awful lot better than my Galician and definitely better than my Spanish. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. As the final whistle blows on this episode of this Sunday's game, we'd like to thank Alejandro for his time and wish him the very, very best of luck in continuing to raise the standards of coaching in Europe. We're back, of course, on Wednesday. So until then, take care of yourselves and each other.